Welcome to an encore edition of Living on Earth. I'm Steve Kerwood. To start off the new year, we're taking a look at the state of the nation's ecosystems. That's the name of a report recently put out by the Heinz Center for Science, Economics, and the Environment. The report catalogs everything we know about the state of our oceans, forests, farmlands, and cities. It also points out the many gaps where we need more data. Project Director Robin O'Malley joins me now to talk about what we know and don't know today about the ecological health of America. Welcome, sir. Glad to be here. Let's talk first about what we do know. What are the ecological areas where we have the most data? Well, it's very clear that among the major ecosystem types in the United States, we know more about forests than we do about any other kind of system. We've had a a monitoring and information gathering program in place uh, for forests for a very long time, and we can tell you more about uh, the important features of forests than for any other system. It's also quite obvious that when we look at information about ecosystems, we know more about the economically important components of those ecosystems, the food that we produce, the timber that we produce, the fish that we catch, the water that we use, than we do about the ecological condition, uh, how many endangered species there might be, and and information like that. So there are certain patterns, uh, as I say, forests and, and the commodity and productive capacities of those systems that we know better than than we do about the ecological condition. Now let's talk about what we don't know. What are the ecological areas where we're very, very thin on the data? Well, there are two that really stand out. The areas that we call grasslands and shrublands, which are primarily um, large portions of the American West, tundra in Alaska, places like that, and urban and suburban areas are both ones in which we had very little success in pulling together national perspectives on how we're doing. Uh, Robin, uh, specifically, what data are we missing from the grasslands and the urban areas? Well, in fact, there's more that we don't know than that we do. Um, We can't report, for example, on the ways that the land is used in grasslands and shrubland areas. We have large areas uh, of those lands that are used for cattle production and livestock production, but we really can't tell you how much of those lands are used for that. We have large areas that are used for intensive recreation or that are used for mining and great oil and gas production. We can't give you that kind of information. It's very important to understand how uh, fragmented these lands are. They're broken up into little patches of grassland and shrubland, or there are large expanses that are basically undivided ecological areas. Um, We can't tell you how much carbon is stored in the nation's grasslands and shrublands, and with climate change being as important an issue as it is, uh, we should be able to know that information. Um, We can't tell you about how many non-native species are uh, spreading across the nation's grasslands and shrublands, and with the fact that many non-native species do not serve as good wildlife habitat as native species, and in fact don't serve as good forage for cattle and other livestock, um, a very important fact that we ought to know. And what about the cities in the suburban areas? What don't we know there? Well, more than half of the indicators we were not able to report at a national level. Uh, These include things like the amount of impervious surface, the amount of paved surfaces and roofs and driveways and sidewalks. And this is an indicator that has enormous importance for water quality, uh, for the amount of heat that builds up in central city areas. And we simply don't have that kind of information. Um, Another one that's uh, in the news very frequently is sprawl. 
the sort of development pattern at the outer edge of suburbia, where it goes from being clearly suburban to being rural, and there's development that happens that kind of breaks that area up and, and is sprawling outwards. We don't really have a means of measuring whether sprawl is increasing or decreasing. And many, many private non-governmental organizations have policies and programs to try to prevent sprawl, but we don't really have a mechanism to understand whether we're slowing it or stopping it or whether it's continuing to increase. Okay, here's the big question. Why don't we have this data? Well, we simply haven't organized ourselves and set priorities to collect these data. And that's one of the things that this report is intended to do is from the hundreds or thousands of different kinds of things that one could monitor and report, we need to select a set of important indicators, important bits of information about the way the natural world is functioning, and go about reporting those things. And this is the first time that we've been able to set that kind of priority and select from among those hundreds and thousands of things and pick just about a hundred things for the entire country. Now, a number of the folks that came to the table with you on this have have varying political and environmental and social interests. Uh, What were some of the more difficult conversations uh, that happened around the table? There were some very difficult discussions over how to measure some very contentious and controversial issues. Forest fragmentation is an issue of extreme importance. Um, If forests are broken up into small fragments, uh, they often serve as less useful wildlife habitat, and exactly how to measure that fragmentation is something that the technical community doesn't agree on, the environmental community doesn't always agree on with the business community, and that was, I think, the most single most controversial issue that we faced, and I would say we made important progress on how to measure forest fragmentation, but there's much more work to be done. How can people use the information that you've generated in this report? How should they use this information? Well, people in national policy-making positions are asked to vote on things, asked to approve policies or regulatory changes, and this provides a grounding in fact. There are lots of claims in a city like Washington of what's actually going on out there in the gra- on the ground. Sometimes those claims are correct, sometimes they're not. This will provide a grounding for policymakers and people who are involved in these decisions to really check those claims against some reality. Well, I want to thank you for taking this time. Robin O'Malley is a senior fellow and project director for the Heinz Center Report on the State of the Nation's Ecosystems. Thanks for speaking with me today. Thank you very much.